And we're back. Yo, yo. Anything, anything. We're back. That's the sound of Alpha Brain in your ear. That's our first sponsor, Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain. First of all, Alpha Brain, we wouldn't lie to you. I bet. I think you guys have been hearing about us telling you about Alpha Brain a little bit too much. But just know that you can trust us. And it's not crack. It's, you know, you're not going to develop a, 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 you know, an addiction. Well, I don't know how. I don't know. You t- you've been kind of popping them things lately. No, I haven't popped them in a week. This motherfucker tried to get you to pop three in a row <laughs> yeah, right listen, now, yo. Yeah, he probably should take it easy. Only only side effect is vivid dreams, which, think about it, is that's not even a bad side effect. If anything, you want to have vivid dreams. To me, that means that your pineal gland is is zooming. Unless you're dreaming about, like, a thousand Donald Trumps chasing you uh, down the road from a Ku Klux Klan rally, then that's a, that's a nightmare. I don't want to dream about that. Even then, even then, maybe your spirit's trying to tell you something. Your mm-hmm. pineal gland, that's... True. that's that's where dreams are created, but also that's the third eye. That's the location of the third eye. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. So that's how you know Alpha Brain works. It's clinically studied to help healthy individuals support memory, focus, and processing. I fucks process. with it. Yeah, he fucks with it. But where are you going to get Alpha Brain? You ask, you, you, you're going to need to know a guy. Are you going to put in your information online? From the, from the, the corner, from the hood. Can't you get it off the, like, your local drug dealers? Or you can get it from our second sponsor, Sprouts. Sprouts got it. Sprouts got it. Not only do they got it, but they got it going on during the vitamin extravaganza. Hey, man, I'm not rich enough for Sprouts, though. Now, let me tell you. Vitamin extravaganza. I got food max and food for less and shit. Vitamin extravaganza happens every three months. Every once in a once in a blue moon, it happens. Literally. Everything, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. You get a blue moon every three months. For real? I think so. I drink, I drink a blue moon about every, every, every couple days. Shit. Well, that also... 25% off, 25% on uh, 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 at Sprouts. That's going on right now. So go ahead. Until the next blue moon, it's not going to happen. So, you know, get your shit sorted. Until I, until I drink the next blue moon, that's when it's going to happen. And our third and final sponsor, the Church of What's Happening Now, Why Gobble When You Can Soar. I swear. Turkeys, learn how to be eagles. Kick that, crew. I love the music. I love. How, how do you not? How do you not? Just that alone is you're ready to go. I love sliding the Family Stone. I just you heard about saying? that. You know how, how I heard about them? How you hear about them? Church. Shout, shout out to Vallejo too. Shout out to Vallejo. That's where you're from. V Town 707. Yeet. They are you. Drake's uncle. Drake's uncle is in the band. Drake? Yeah. Aubrey? Aubrey Marcus. Man, I feel like Drake, man. 
He got he got a little bit of that Jewish, a little bit of that soul. What what he can't lose. How are you gonna lose, G? We were talking about that. He's he's I'm from cause Cruz like, you know, I think it's in his family. He's got the music yeah. in his family. And I was like, What well, the black side? And he's like, Yeah, and then he's got the Jewish side, which financially I think because yeah. Drake is savvy. Drake I mean you know, say what you will about Drake and he's the king of fuckboys and all of this. You said that, by the way. And I stand by that. Okay. But at the same time, he does seem to have the golden touch. For yeah. right now, yeah, he does. For right now. I mean, I mean, come on now. He's Jewish and black, so it means he, he could dance and financially plan. I mean, come on, man. It's just like he winning. It's a potent mix. Black no. and Jewish girls. Oh, my God. that We got to add that to the mix. Lisa Bonet is one of the finest girls. She's she, she black and Jewish? She's black and Jewish. Get the fuck out of here. Her and Lenny Kravitz are both black and Jewish. Is that right? I've been sleeping on Jewish people. That's why they got a lot of money, huh? You know, you know she she was she was having some problems with Cosby. I think she knew. My mom. I think yeah, because Cosby probably tried to get her give her the pudding pop, and she was like, "Nah, I'm cool, Joe. I don't want that." And then and then uh, Cosby was I'm trying telling, to. I'm telling Felicia. Cosby was trying to flip it, talking about how Lisa Bonet is posing nude and this and that. But my mom, my mom, when all of this was coming out, she's like, "I knew, I knew Lisa. I knew she. You know, you don't just speak out against Bill Cosby for nothing." She's like, "I knew Lisa Bonet was." What does she know? What's your mama know about her? I mean, she you know, she just knew. She just had she to knew what that, that she that said she knew that she knew something. Well, I mean, she probably she was on the set. I mean, come on now. She probably saw something going on. Bill Cosby likes sleep pussy. He likes he likes dead pussy. He likes the pussy to go to sleep. First of all, I can never. Why would you want to have sex with a, with a with a sleep person in the first damn place? Like, who does that? I need a connection. I need intimacy. I need someone looking yeah, in my eyes. Yeah, man. I need some. I need a girl to throw that ass back. You know what I'm saying? You can't throw that ass back when you kicking out Z's and shit. If you have a wife, are you ever gonna fuck her doggy style? A wife, your wife. Don't ask me no dumbass questions. That's how I know you ain't really from here like that. I mean, how you gonna ask me? How you gonna ask me a man? Is he gonna hit his wife in the favorite position? Dog. Every man position favorite position is doggy style, or, <laughs> or, or, or from the side. It or from seems the side, or too from demeaning. The side. It seems too demeaning to me. No, I don't. Women like women like to feel like dirty and the mother of your children. The mother of your children. What they man? Maybe. maybe I don't know. We'll get. When well, I, you got to get a girl first. You got to get a woman first, then you know. Maybe not. All right, we got to do. Um, first of all, we got to talk about the songs. By popular demand, we gotta we gotta tell you what songs were on the last episode. A couple people are asking about them, and I like this because we got them hooked. Now we're not gonna tell them what song was that was on. We're just gonna give them. Uh, well, I'm sure they know if they know music. I mean, well, I hope they know. That's the point. All the real people know, and those who yeah. don't, you know, you're gonna have Man, to wait hey, till the next do your episode. Do Google's. Exactly. There you go. Just type in the lyrics or something to figure it out. Something. But from the last episode, we had uh, "Nobody Knows" by Pastor T. L. Barrett and the Youth. Christ Choir, nobody knows. That was the uh, that was the opening, and nobody knew that shit. Nobody, definitely not even crew. I didn't. I mean, it, sonically it was cool, you know. I mean, of course I don't do religion and all that, but it's not about that. It's about the the, the song and about sonically how it sounds, and it sounded good for the intro. Definitely but, sounded. But good. they don't. That aren't the same intro we have today, though. That's some. We play something different today. We play something different. We, Someone we with switching funk. Switching it up every week or something. With some funk. Yeah, we're gonna switch it up. Oh, definitely. We're not gonna keep it stagnant. We gotta keep on switching up. Gospel music. I I didn't get into. You know what? I really got me into gospel music. Actually, was the sample from Father Stretch My Hands, also by Pastor T. L. Barrett. Yeah. Dude, I would listen to that walking to the gym, talking about yeah. Father. You know, like I. Oh my God! It was like if your metro don't trust you, I'ma shoot you. That's the thing, though. If you just listen to the full version, it's about seven minutes of raw 
got that song will get you definitely in touch with God. I pushed it on Facebook. I was yeah. like, yo, gospel music really got me like pumped up to work yeah. out. And my uncle hit me back he, from Ethiopia. He's fob as hell. He goes, hi, Howie. Also, if you read the gospel, that's good for you, too. Oh, he's trying to slide that in. You see, he's trying to slide that in. He's like, yeah, but if you sign up today for a membership to Christianity, <laughs> we'll let you get in for a low, low price of five ninety nine. Nah, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. I just listen to the gospel music, and I'll just leave it at that, brother. I'm cool. I don't need, I don't need the membership to the, to, the, to the gang. I'm cool. But honestly, real talk, like, some gospel music reminds me, like, some some of it's good. Like, some of, a lot of it's good. But some of it reminds me of, like, slavery. Yeah. Like, it has that old slave kind of, like, sweet home. Like, like, we about to get a whooping, and if you don't put that cotton, like, I don't want to feel like that. Well, here's the thing with Christianity, is that it's, it's deferred... It, you're defer it's deferred um what's the word payment or it's it's like it's it's deferred justice like right it's too long deferred payment like it's too long yeah let me f like oh. like it's deferred justice what you're doing is you're deferring instead of taking power into your own hands you're mm -hmm. taking your taking your destiny into your own hands what you're doing is you're deferring that authority to someone else so that they can take care of it for you and Nietzsche talks about this in Beyond Good and Evil which I'm glad that you you had open gave that a Hit that book to crew, yeah, but it, yeah, he, yeah. but Nietzsche talks about this in Beyond Good and Evil how Christianity fundamentally, what is at a cornerstone of Christianity is this idea that instead of you being able to go out and seek retribution mm -hmm. for something that's been, for some transgression okay. that's been exacted on you. You, you instead of doing that because you do, either don't have the power to do it or you're too afraid to do it you then defer to this almighty being right. who can then do it for jesus you jesus is gonna come save me jesus is gonna yeah come i'm gonna i'm you know what i'm gonna put it in jesus hands because you know what i ain't gonna do I, you know what i ain't gonna get no job today i'm gonna put it in, I'm, I'm putting it in jesus hands you know what i'm saying if something happened i'm gonna put it in jesus and see that's the problem first of all there's no not just no disrespect to christianity and, and that religion I grew up in that, you feel me? But I graduated from that, you feel me? Because after you after you do the scholarship and after you do the homework and, and the math behind it, you gotta start understanding what's really real. You know what I'm saying? And the more educated you become, the less religious you become. So you gotta keep that in mind, man. Like, I'm spiritual as fuck. I'm a, I'm a spiritual man to the day I die. Mm -hmm. But as far as a doctrine, a man-made doctrine, a man, a man that didn't have my best interests, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Constantine, all them Roman Catholics and shit, they don't like black folks. Matter of fact, they hated us so much that they stole the story. And you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure Constantine got around in a round table and made the New Testaments. I vaguely remember Joe Rogan talking about it. We can put that on Superfacts next week, which okay. we got to get to. Okay. We got to get okay. to Superfacts, by the yeah. way. Speaking of Superfacts, Superfacts is where I, we changed it for those of you who have been listening, which, by the way, we really appreciate everybody who's Thank been listening. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all. I all got a the dollar for y'all when I see y'all. For real, all the all the criticism we're enjoying, we really like. Also, you know, like you guys are taking time out of your day to listen to this, and we really appreciate that. Yeah, I don't got want shit to do anyway. Y'all cool. Maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe you do. But the point is, we'd like to say thank you, for, especially for those early listeners, because it is an hour and a half of your time. Which I mean, I could think you could knock it out on a car ride, but you might be wanting to do something else. So, thank you a lot for listening. But let me just finish up the last. Gracias. Okay. The, the second song last week, which I know threw you people for a loop because Drake sampled it and it sounded super familiar, that was Timmy Thomas, Why Can't We Live Together. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. Why, we can't, why well, can't we live together? I like that song. I think that was a great way to end, end, end the uh, podcast because it brings unification to our audience and, you know what I mean, in such a divisive time, you know what I'm saying? We, 
put put that on there, you know what I'm saying? It's like, man, you my brother, I don't care if you black, brown, yellow, like, come on, man. I mean, you know, saying yes, I'm black and I might be able to jump higher than you and have a little more rhythm than you. That that that's beside the point. Yes, I might be able to be in the sun a little bit longer, but that's beside the point. We are all brothers. Because we all have to, you know, we all have to understand that this human this human thing is like really we gotta get go beyond that, like I was saying a couple weeks ago. You did? And that was for the music. So now we're gonna move on to super facts. Super facts where we clarify everything that we said or some of the shit that we said in the last podcast, because at the end of the day, this is just two black dudes talking shit, which black people do, I think, enjoy I'm talking black? shit. Yeah, we, we just talk shit. And sometimes we don't really, we may not be able to look it up at that, in that exact moment because, you know, it's just going full clip. So, in the last podcast, Rick Ross, I mean, not Rick Ross. Uh, Rick Ross? The real Rick Ross? Sorry, I was From looking South at the Central? screen. I was, I was looking at the screen. Uh, crew claimed... We're talking about California. What did you say about California? California. Calif- so, so, so this is what it is. California was named after a black woman, a black goddess, a fictional black goddess, but she was the she was the um, the warrior goddess over uh, an island of black women. That's a super fact. I'm gonna read it straight. California. From, yeah, I'm gonna read it straight from the page. The island of California. The name California. Well, well, okay. He's kind of. He was kind of right, and he's kind of wrong. And I'll explain. No, ain't no kind of wrong. Crew ain't never kind of wrong. Well, <laughs> the name here. I'm gonna read. It. So this is I'm the etymology. Wrong, right. The name of California is surmised by some writers to have derived from a fictional paradise peopled by black Amazons and ruled by Queen Calafia, who Calafia. fought Calafia, who fought alongside Muslims and whose names are chosen to echo the title of a Muslim leader. Wait, so she was a Muslim. That's what it says. She wasn't trying to make America great again? This is super facts. Oh, damn. She fought with Muslim leaders, the Caliph, fictionally implying that California was the Caliphate. The story of the Caliphia is recorded in a 1510 work, The Adventures of Esplandian, written as a sequel to Amadi blah blah blah, by Spanish adventure writer Garcia Rodriguez de Montalavo, the kingdom of Queen Califia, according to Montalavo, who's said to be a remote land inhabited by griffins... And other strange beasts and rich in gold. So, okay, I mean... Okay, okay, okay. It's a fictional place. You know, take it... It don't matter. It came from her, though. It came, right. It's just like Jane Pittman. Everybody know... The old school people that listen to the show, Jane Pittman was a fictional civil rights character. There was a story called The Story of Jane Pittman from, I believe, like, 80s or 70s. But everybody thought that Jane Pittman was a real black hero, a real, like, a historical figure. But it was really a, a, a fictional character. And I think that it's more of, like, an empowerment thing. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Calafia, yeah, that's ancient. So I'm sorry to say, all you racist people that live in California, you're living in a state that was named after a black goddess, okay? I'm sorry to say. Just got to live with it. Maybe. 50% chance. What do you mean 50% chance? Well, because it's Cause saying it was a fictional thing. I'm not really understanding. Fictional? Okay, it's just like, a mytho- it's just like Jesus. It's a mythological character. So, so we, you know what I'm saying? Basically, you got uh, just the inspiration that provides for that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, um, oh, I see what you're saying. So when they, okay, so when these conquerors came to California... Okay, I see. So, Pika, okay, let me, I'm reading this over again. It says, the name California is surmised by some writers to have derived from the fictional paradise. So the fact that the paradise was fictional doesn't change the fact is that it California was... Is California not a paradise, though? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, is California not a well, paradise? yeah, it is, actually. It is. Definitely if, is. If you got money, California is heaven on earth. No, it definitely is. For without real. a doubt. The weather is perfect. Exactly. Beaches. Heaven on earth. Forests. Mountains. Desert. You have everything here. If you got that Gouda, though, you got to have that Gouda. Gotta have that guava. Gotta have that guava. All right, moving on to the next one. 
another another claim from Crew, which I was like, I don't know, Crew. Who is this nigga? Who is who is he? Black president. Okay, Mexico had a black president. Mexican president is black. Actually, it was a actually it was dos it was the dos president of Mexico that was a brother. Say it ain't so, Crew. Say it ain't so. Well, say what? It ain't so. How could Mexico have a black president? So it's not so. It's not real. No, it is. It is. I know it's real, motherfucker. It is I real. You number two, real. you actually corrected yourself. You're like number one. I think I'm. You no, know I, what? I, I knew it had to be one or two, G. Yeah, you're like number one. Oh, you know what? No, no, no. It might have been number two. And I you, think it was number two. And you wonder why those Omec heads that look like Joe Louis and Fifty Cent along the coast of Mexico? Oh, that was the thing. Okay, I'll include you that on saying? next week. O- Omec heads. Yeah, that's I'll what I'm include. saying. Like black Africans been all through Mexico. You can go to Mexico right now and see uh, Mexicans darkening how. Oh my mom. I have to okay, I'm gonna have to remember that for the next super facts is gonna be all my kids. But let me just read um, about this black president. His name was Vicente Guerrero. Actually his full name Guerrero. Vicente Ramon Guerrero Saldana was one of the leading revolutionary generals of the Mexican War of Independence. He fought against Spain for independence in the early nineteenth century and later served as president of Mexico, mm. coming to power in a coup. He was of Afro Mestizo descent. Mm. He was a he was a nigga. He was black. They, they try to soup it up, make it nice. Afro Mestizo Melizio. Nah, he was just in there. He was black. He was black. He, he championed man. the cause of Mexico's common people. And this is the most gangster move. Abolish slavery. Oh. <laughs> time as a president. You damn right. You, gonna buy, you think you don't have a black president and not abolish slavery? You abolish what slavery. What you there for? He, oh, that's you, you a waste of time. You ain't going to abolish no damn slavery. He, uh, Shit. That's hilarious. But then, check this out. His execution in 1831 by the conservative government that mm-hmm. ousted him in 1829 was a shock to the nation. You see how they do? You so see how wait, they wait, did why it? Why what say that again? He was executed by conservatives. Oh, oh yeah, of course the con- 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 conservatives. Uh, you know what, man? Check this out, man. Check this out, homie. If the DNA, if the DNA ain't the same, the DNA ain't the same, G. Okay, we will. We the, the beast is real. And no, I ain't talking about white people being the beast. It ain't just a white thing. Okay, we talking about that state of mind, that ego, it's ego driven, you know what I'm saying? So, they executed this brother, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, man, they, do they hate black people? Let me find out that, that, that people hate black people. Let me find out that the, we're, we're on the lowest part of the totem pole on this, on this planet. Cons- we're actually on the top, though. We're on the lowest, but we're actually on the top. Conservatives, conservatives have been executing black dudes since 1831. It's a shame. Why does it say that? His execution in 1831. Oh, oh, so what happened was they ousted him in 1829 and then executed him so in 1831. So they popped him? Yep. That sounds like cartels to me, That's cold-blooded. That sounds like cartels now. Next, uh, the last and final one, we talked about straight out of Compton. We talked about the casting agency. Right. Um, and the grade system, and we weren't exactly cast, sure. Cast. And we went, we went, we went to the, the casting call, dropped off some headshots. I took off all of my shit. I took off my watch, my sunglasses. I left this in the car. This nigga was scary as hell. I'm like, dude, it's just Compton, man. It's just, it's just Compton. It's I mean, just Compton. You know, I had never been to Compton before. I don't know what I mean, to expect. I mean, he saw Boys in the Hood one time. He, we thought Compton was, was worse than South Central. It's okay. You know, Kendrick Lamar. Right. You know, but anyway, so here's the deal. Here's what happened. It was uh, Sandy Alessi casting. And it says the casting call was looking for African-American girls for the film using an A to D ranking scale. Though the A girls category was looking for, this is a quote, classy woman of all co- classy women of all colors, the B through D categories were very explicitly linked with skin tone. 
Mm. As the women get less attractive, the casting call wants the women's flesh tone to be darker. Motherfucker. With the lowest listing calling for African-American girls poor, not in good shape, medium to, to dark skin tone. And I'm pretty sure there's something mentioned about hair, but it doesn't say that in the quote. But you I'm see, pretty sure it said, it said nappy. The casting call post went viral as people expressed their outrage of what they called colorism, sexism, and racism, blah, 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 blah. A representative, Sir Sandy Alessi Casting, said the ad was an innocent mistake. Uh, innocent. First of all, white folks don't make innocent mistakes like that. Ain't no such thing as innocent mistakes and white folks in the same sense anyway. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about racist white people. Not all white people. Not all white people are bad. There's some cool white. First of all, you got cool white people and you got cracker ass crackers. Shout out to Chris Rock. Shout out to the big homie Charlemagne. But I'm saying, look, differentiate the two. All white people are not bad, but you do have a lot of these cracker ass crackers, and they just so happen to vote for your boy. You know what I'm saying? So they got they they got they they got the, they got the second win going. You know what I mean? Just how Obama was a symbol and inspiration to people of color. This man is a symbol of hate. And inspiration to people that, that want to hate and want to re regress time. Go ahead, Howie. Sandy Lessing, they said, uh, look, when it comes to casting poor people, they're also looking for women of various skin tones and body types. It, uh, but they didn't include that. I don't know how it could be a mistake. It also said it's the usual. Uh, a, to D, a to D, they said, is the usual system. Maybe that seems true. I mean, that seems true. Like A to D, I'm sure you graded to A to D. You, uh, Universal Pictures and the filmmakers for Straight Outta Compton did not approve, I mean, obviously. I mean, well, obviously they're going to say they did not approve. It's easy to say. You know, it's always easy when you're not in a position of fucking up to be like, oh, no, it wasn't. Like, we would never do that. Yeah, exactly. So Universal Pictures said yeah. that, and they came out and said, we don't condone the information in this casting notice. We regret and sincerely apologize. Yeah. But it doesn't say they got fired. Sandy Lessing. Mm-hmm. So. Man, shout out to the people with some common damn sense out there that, that speak out against this dumb, ignorant-ass shit. Just like when your boy when your boy uh, spoke in front of the police and all that, told the, gave the police a green light to, to, to use police brutality against uh, you know criminals and all that uh, verbatim. Where was that? Where was that? I, heard um, I don't know exactly where it was, but he was, he was talking to the police, to uh, all the police. And, and, and uh, there was police. Oh, department. Rudy Giuliani. Wasn't that Giuliani? Was, was he? I don't know. I, 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 Why did this? I heard this. Recently. I just I just saw the sound the sound clip the clip. The oh clip Trump, you're talking Trump. about Trump. Yeah, yeah. Oh Trump. yeah 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 yeah. I saw yeah that yeah. Clip. You know you Queen, Queen's uh, uh you know Nickelback hustler. You know what I'm saying. But anyway um yeah just how he see what it is man they're they're invoking the spirit they're invoking the spirit and and and, and like by the, by telling the police officers oh yeah go ahead and rough them up if you need to it's giving the green light to these police officers and what's gonna happen is you gonna cause a situation it's gonna be martial law in this thing. Because people ain't going to take all this stuff for, for too much longer. I can, I can guarantee you that. And that's not no threat. That's no, no, that, you take it how you want. People, the, I, I've been in America for 30, about 33 years. A long time. <laughs> yeah. I, I ain't never lived, I lived in Turkey for one year. I lived in Turkey when I was in ninth grade. But other than that, I lived in America. I know how this country work, man. I know how this country get down. And it's like, man, they're feeding into, this, to the, into, this, into the psyches of the ignorant. Well, to be fair, I did see that clip, <clears throat> and uh, I think specifically what he said, the quote was like, "When you're when you're putting him in the car, that thing." He was trying to be funny. And he got some laughs. He was definitely trying to be funny, and he's like, "Dude, Trump will get up there." I don't. Okay, you know, fuck Trump and all of that, but he is fascinating as a character to watch, and his charisma is undeniable. The guy is fun, and you almost forget about. Trump is such a bully and such an asshole that when he does something, even like remotely to the close, you know, like yeah. even remotely 
good or that you would expect from just anybody with common decency, mm. you give him props for it because he's such an asshole and such a dick, you know? Well, because he thinks like a 12-year-old child. He, he, he does think he like, like... He's impulsive. Yeah. Impulsive Super like a teenager. Impulsive. And I think he thinks it's cool. I think he, he wants to be Obama so much. He what? wants to have the he, he wants to so? have the he wants to have the Obama cool factor so much. That's why he be on Twitter all that. He try he's trying to find his niche, his little comedy because he thinks this is this is like a apprentice. No, you I don't think I don't think it's based off of Obama. I think he's been trying. I he, this is how he's been living yeah, his true, life the whole time. He, you, you know, I yeah. take that back. Yeah. You are absolutely right, Hawaii. He has always been an asshole. He, he you know what I'm saying since since but you know what in the rap community we 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 fucked with him a little bit. You know what I'm saying you know Fifty Cent being for Queens, him being for Queens. You know he's been on G G U and the radio things and shit like that. But even with the encounters that hip, that Trump has had with hip hop have sounded racist as fuck. Just like you know, listening to the the DJ Who Could Anger Management mixtape when Donald Trump was there in the studio with Tony Ayo, uh, Fifty Cent called in and they was talking about yeah, you know, all my kids, you know, they listen to it, they love your music, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like just the just his kind. Just, the, Here's the thing: I don't think he, Trump. I really wonder if he is actually racist or just an opportunity. Uh, I'm, he's definitely opportunist, right? But he feeds into the white supremacy. Well, he feeds into, the, he he feeds feeds into it because it's, he sees an opportunity exactly, for exactly. gain. But he's that is dangerous. It is dangerous. Super dangerous. I he, mean, what is more dangerous, to actually be racist or just to feed off and of the energy? And that's how I know he hasn't been around real people. He doesn't have real people in his, in, in his circle. Because if he had real people in his circle, he would know better than that. Just like people that sell drugs don't want to fucking sell drugs. They're just doing that shit to fucking get money. Right. You know okay, what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's so fucking... His, his, his mentality is so juvenile to where... He doesn't have this certain like he. I'm sure he has a know-how. He has a business savvy. Obviously, he has. The, he uses hip, hip, hypno, hypnosis techniques when he speaks. We will win. Obvious. We're gonna win. <laughs> yeah, we obvious. will win. Hypnosis techniques. So he's not <laughs> dumb. You know what I'm saying? But I just think that his rhetoric is dangerous and, and invokes a, a really evil racist spirit in this country. Well, it, um, Trump, to me, I, I, he's definitely. I think he's juvenile, and I think he's also. He did. He hasn't been interacting with real people his whole life because I think I, he's definitely out of touch. But I think mentally, and I mean, I can't. I'm not a professional. I can't diagnose him. But he definitely socially, I think, is completely inept, inept at picking up cues. And I think socially, he's awkward. And you'll hear these stories about him. I just read an article about him in the New Yorker, um, about about his dip. He was like, he was like the lovable villain. He basically like. Back in like, I want to say the 80s, leading up to the early, throughout the the 90s, was like this kind of lovable villain villain type of fixture in New York, yeah. and he was kind of ridiculed, but there was like this symbiotic relationship between him and like the people of New York, mm. where like he was, he you know like he was this cartoon character, and then right. there was like a, a slew of bad business dealings, and he really got bankrupt, and he was really like actually in a rut. And then fucking Burnett, Mark Burnett came along, pitched The Apprentice Who, to him. Who's Mark? Oh, Mark, that's, that's producer Mark, or something? The, the producer of Survivor. Okay, okay Survivor. Okay. Really, like, before reality TV had really So he provided an opportunity in. for opportunities. Bro, Donald Trump took it, had Omarosa there. Yeah. This article was great. It was in The New Yorker. Yeah. It was great, and it was talking about how The Apprentice fueled this resurgence for Donald Trump, and it really buoyed him. It really, like allowed him to sort of like it mitigated the 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 issues of like yeah i think he thinks it's hollywood i think but but see yeah. well, well, it has been hollywood up until this point 
it has been all about money and entertainment. But see, this this this, this guy has not even had so much of a county clerk position in 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 in, in, in politics. So it's like, that's just it's just like almost the mockery is just insane, man. But you know what? I look at this shit almost like In Living Color, SNL, Mad TV, until it, until it gets real. Until it, you know what I'm saying? It's funny until it gets real. Because that, that's really all you can really fucking do is just get money, take care of your family, and, and fucking laugh at this motherfucker. I really, I mean, I really haven't. I, I, whenever I pay attention to Trump, whenever I tune in, I don't, it does, it really does not bother me. It's like no skin you know, off my back. Because we done been through way worse. I mean, like, especially black folk, like, we are kings and queens of resilience and, and, and alchemy. So when we have a little fuck shit going on like this, it's like, oh man, get out of with that. Man, anybody worry about that. It's real think, shit going I on. I think minorities, I think minorities in general, you know, like That's I look. That's why you didn't vote. You yeah, feel me? I think, like I look at Mexicans who are turning up because of Trump and I'm like, Trump, it ain't that serious. He's not doing it. This guy's a joke. He's such a That's joke. It's a party either way. Fall, it's a party either way. You know we what I mean? say the name of the title. Do, 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 yeah, no, we did. We did. did. Well, well, well man, in the last shout, one. Shout out to it's a party either way, man. It's, it's getting bigger and bigger out here, man. Because it really is a party either way. That's how you gotta look at it, man. Because if you don't, you gonna go, you gonna go crazy, and you gonna get swallowed up by this bullshit. It's a party in an illusionary world. Definitely is is a party either way. Trump, everything that comes out is just to me. It also is confirmation that we live in the Matrix because it's like a joke. It's malfunctioning. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think the Matrix was supposed to go on this long. White supremacy was built to fail. The system of white supremacy was designed to fall. Who designed it? Who designed that? Who you think designed it? The, the programmer? What do you mean? Uh, the programmer of the Matrix? It was a, it was a, it was a collective. White supremacy is, is a collective idea. Well, it's, what do you mean? Not, designed not, not designed, designed to fail or it just ran out of steam? It came from envy and jealousy. Yeah. And um, people that didn't know themselves. See, when you don't know yourself within, mm-hmm. you, you are a danger to everybody else. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because... You just run around like with, like a chicken with his head cut off. Basic bitches make me nervous. They do. Basic bitches. You know, same thing with, 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 with dudes too. Like, what you call them, woke boys? Or fuck woke boys? boys? Fuck boys make me nervous. They do. Also, I, I keep my distance, homie, because that's energy <laughs> that you want to stay the fuck away from. Make me For nervous. Real. That's a quote from an interlude in a, in a Rick Ross album. He's got these girls, and they're like, basic bitches make me. N- Question, why do all... The women in rap interludes sound like black girls who went to an etiquette class. What do you mean? Give me an example. Like that example, that exact interlude, for example. What interlude? They're definitely, that interlude in, in Rick Ross, it's in Mastermind. Oh, it's just an interlude where these two girls, we, we can put it up later, uh, like mm-hmm. ne- in the next one. Yeah. But uh, they're just like, they're just talking. And these are two, obviously they're, ba- they're black girls. And they definitely speak in ebonics but it seems like they've gone through some etiquette classes where they're talking oh, i know someone now you know what i mean like they're talking like, yeah, like um they're talking yeah, like like um <laughs> yeah dude, talk- i wouldn't say etiquette class i'll say probably sip some lane and probably you know had a couple dicks upside the head but anyway um trump I, obviously money money does make you it 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 it, it 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 opens up new worlds to you you know what i'm saying that's all it does so you still the same person i want to say you just have your shit is amplified because you don't give a fuck you know what i'm saying it's just like like the whole thing with like um i don't know like quote unquote gay rappers or whatever like if you if you if you gay in the industry you don't give a fuck if you got money it's like shit what okay so what if i'm gay i'm shit i got money you don't 
Yeah, I think I, I think with Trump, it, fundamentally, he's out of touch and socially inept, and he doesn't pick up on cues, yeah. and he really is try like this this clip for example, he's going up there and he's he's he he is it's funny with him it's because he he thrives off of your attention and mm-hmm. the moment he doesn't get it, it's not positive, he throws mm-hmm. you to the wayside. Which Why? is which is hilarious. His new yeah, his new spokesman Scarmucci got fired within like two days. Donald Trump is a broken man on the inside. Oh, he is a broken man. That's what I'm saying. Like I look that at him. That man is not right within. Oh, I, because I'm oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Howard Stern talked about this. Howard Stern is like Howard Stern, who is a friend of Donald Trump, is like, look, I think this is seriously gonna mess with them mentally because the guy does not take criticism well. Right, he don't take criticism, like like a child though. And this is literally gonna drive him crazy. Like mentally, he's mm-hmm. gonna, like Howard yeah, Stern, like, yeah. as a friend was like, listen, I, I don't think, I'm really concerned about him, Donald mm-hmm. Trump. So I, I don't think, I mean. He got, he bit off more than he could chew. And he said early on, when he first got inaugurated, like, this shit is, this shit is harder than I thought of. Motherfuck, what you think it was gonna be? The Boy Scouts? <laughs> or the motherfucking uh, uh, city council? Like no, nigga, this is the executive branch, man. <laughs> the what executive. the fuck? This is the executive Not branch. Not the executive tree branch, motherfucker. That's the, that's the thing. You you Rents Priebus resigns because of the Scarmucci dude, and then two seconds later, Scarmucci's out himself. This is off the back of Sean Spicer leaving. It's Spice a sh- man. It's a shit. It's a shit show. It's a. It's yeah. a bit. These people don't even. I don't think they. Scarmucci's got obviously got a. I'm pretty sure has deal from Long Island. I'm I'm, Scar- that's what I'm saying. He's going through this shit like Apprentice. Like you know what? Yeah, you're fired. Yeah, exactly. You know you're doing a good job. I like you. You're good friend. We had a couple of beers together. But you're fired. It's like a, nigga. It's a game. This is, show. this is money and entertainment driven like a motherfucker. Which which so much so that Kanye West think he can win in 2020. <laughs> that's how much this shit has become a the joke. The Rock. Dude. I'm, I think The Rock is running. But that's what I'm saying is this is such a joke. I don't think. The Matrix was supposed to go on for this long. But you know what? Because, I'm telling you what. Because it's on life support. It's on life support. <laughs> yeah, just, but just, yeah, it is like, on just, life support. It's just like it Rockefeller. Def- how Rockefeller had like damn near 10 uh, heart transplants to preserve his life before he died recently. He was like 100 years old. He had hella. Because he know, there's something. Motherfuckers know that something's to that. Why would you want to preserve life so much and have all these heart transplants and you 100 years old? Because you know that you're going to get stuck down in this motherfucker or you going to a place where... It's probably not that good. You know? Look, listen. If the programmer is listening, hook us up with some updates, some software updates, or something. You got to do something. Because this is getting out of control. Scarmucci. I'm going to get some money. That's what I'm going to do. Conor McGregor and fucking Floyd Mayweather. What is, what is going on? What I mean, is, they're, they're playing Russia. Into, they're playing into the divisiveness of the racial, the racial climate at the time. They're just doing, they're just doing what they're supposed to do. They're, they're marketing. They're business people. For Floyd Mayweather, I mean, come on now. He'll never be as great as Muhammad Ali because, for one, because he runs everywhere, and two. What do you mean? What do you mean he runs everywhere? He, he I mean, for, let me let me say this. Me, Floyd Mayweather is the best defensive fighter of all time, hands Joe, down. Joe Rogan said that he already knows. So now, hands down. But pound for pound fighter, when it comes to like really boxing it, like squaring up with, with fools, he would never be a Muhammad Ali. He would never be a Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He gonna get his fifty. Because he, this shit has become a fucking Hollywood. He probably set this shit up because he knew that Conor McGregor is, is an MMA fighter. He has no boxing skills. So I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a guarantee my 50 win. I'm going to guarantee my 5-0 win by, by, by fighting the old fluke. Game. He ain't going to fight no real motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? To get his block knocked off for, you know what I'm saying, that can be repeated through history, through the reels of time. So this is all a fucking show. All the world's a stage, man. 
This shit is all about money and entertainment, dog. That's it. Do you know about boxing? Are you, like, into boxing? Yeah, man, man, come on, man. My granddad used to watch boxing. My pops watched boxing. I grew up, you know, watching Mike Tyson and them. Okay, because that's exactly what Joe Rogan said. Yeah. Joe said he's, like, he's like pound, he's the best defensive fighter ever. He's not, and Yeah, he is. You can't take that away from him. But, what, I mean, it may, no, he can't read like that. Okay, you know, this is what I don't, th- I don't like about the reading thing. Why the, the fuck can't you? Yeah, he can't read. Oh, yeah. Floyd Mayweather was on The Breakfast Club. And uh, he he fucking had so much fucking trouble reading this fucking cue card <laughs> of like maybe like twenty words. I'm Floyd Mayweather. Uh, come kick it with me. Uh, I mean, oh, let me start over. Uh, uh, Breakfast Club. Oh, is it? What's that? That's a P, right? That's a P. That's a P. Okay. Power one oh five one. Like my nigga, you got all that money and ain't got a tutor, my nigga. We our our values is fucked all the way up. That that's the why there's a divide between Black Americans and Africans right there because Africans don't play that shit. Africans, <laughs> Africans don't play. <laughs> Africans don't play that. Man, try to do this some shit in Ghana, Ghana or Kenya, Nigeria, some shit like that. Be the best boxer and not know how to fucking read. First of all, you're not gonna make it past the fucking school. You know what I mean? Because they don't play that shit in, in African schools. Bro, to this day, saying? the reason why I don't tell my parents anything, I was been thinking about because they probably laugh at you. The la- I don't tell them nothing. You can't. It's buffoonery. It's co- but we, we went through the slavery ringer, though. We went through the slavery. See, that's what I'm saying. Black Americans and Africans, there's a difference. We went through that slave ringer, and we still continue to go through that 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 that, that, that uh psychological slavery thing. Bro. Whereas y'all kind of like pure. <laughs> to, this, to this day, I remember I got, I'm pretty sure, it was a B. It was not a bad, it was like a B on a math test. And I told my parents, I freaked out. No, they freaked out. They freaked out on me. I remember one incident in first grade specifically. <laughs> it was a drill. It was a drill. You know how you do math drills? Yeah. Um, before, like, the math lesson, it was like a warm-up. So it was just, like, maybe 20 problems, 9 minus, you know, 16 minus 14 or whatever. Yeah. And I killed them. I killed them, and it was a race, too. Yeah. Me and Ashish Pamula, shout-out to Ashish Pamula. Ashish Pamula. Indian, were... The ones that would, it was always either he would be first or I'd be first. And we all, we would raise our hands and we'd turn see, it over see. and we were first. Hindus and Africans, they don't play that shit when but, it comes to academics. Yo, but check it out. One day in first grade, I don't remember, I don't know what happened to me, but on one thing, I blanked, I blanked. Mm. I got nervous. Mm. I don't know what it is because I was going through it and it was, uh, it was like, it was, I want to say maybe, oh, it was like, what it was was it would be like, um, 16 minus 8, or 16, no, maybe 16 minus... Where it went to a negative, inter- a negative number? I don't know what it, I, I don't remember it went specifically. To like negative we'll, do, we'll do it on super fast, but the See, point is... I ain't graduated elementary school, so I don't know. But the point is, I completely blanked, I only got like 5 out of 20 right, my first time ever. Mm-hmm. Really, like, not doing a good job. I mean, I'm acing, I'm zooming these, time, time and time again, yeah, you're yeah. gonna fail, you're gonna take an L eventually. So I get the grade back. I look and I'm like, this is not good news. Mm. And I don't, I didn't even. But it was great. I mean, it was, you know, it was like five out of twenty, whatever the hell. Oh, that, you I mean, fucked up. I fucked up. You got your ass. You got that good, good, good. Uh, I didn't get Ethiopian ass when I, you got. I, I didn't get beat, but I, I, I remember being afraid to tell my dad. I was like, you know what? This is my dad. He loves me no matter what. No, nah, he gonna whoop that ass. He, he still <laughs> love you though. I'm a, I'm gonna tell him what happened. Yeah. It came out slow, and he wasn't beating, but. The fury, 
The Fury. The might, and I'm in first grade, so he's huge. And I remember he grabbed. I think we were at the library. He grabbed me by, by the hand. I think he took me oh, home. Man, and it was on a, a like he's like we're getting out of this library or whatever it was. We were at the library on a Friday. Mm-hmm. We were on a library, and I remember Friday was like junk food day, right? You so I think we shit. didn't get Part, junk food that night. That shit. Uh, might as well hang it up, homie. So yeah, Africans do not play that shit. Floyd they Mayweather, they you they need don't. to get yourself an African that is so to hang deep out. How with you can't even tell your parents about things that are going on in, in a Black American culture uh, because they're fucking laugh at you, bro. And that's the shit I'm talking about, man. Like the, the, that divide, man. That that slave ringer, that uh, man. That shit's real, dog. But you know what? We 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 waking up. That's why I cracked up. up. That's why I cracked up when you said Africans don't play that shit. They don't. They don't. Dude, don't play I, that I, shit. I, I can't. I can't tell I my have parents. Numerous African friends. I can't tell my parents anything. Yeah. My dad. My dad found. I got two sugar skulls that I got on the other. I thought you about to say your dad found some dope. I was like, damn, you know nah. you got your ass killed. No, no, no. And he brought you back to life after he killed you. You know, you know the little sugar, the candy skulls, the sugar skulls that um, that like Mexicans will have on Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I have two of them on my bedside table. I keep it in between a candle. And he found them. Well, he, I, I mean, he well, probably he thought it was some dope or something. Well, listen, he saw, he saw them, and he was. I, I come downstairs. I'm pretty sure he saw them earlier, but I think my mom was asking me about something, and then he, he was, he was just like in the background. He's like, "Oh, by the way, what are those skulls up on your bedside table?" He thought you was on some voodoo type shit, huh? Uh, he did. He, he's he, like, "Oh, Jesus, Jesus, I is the devil." You know how, you know how, like your dad will not even give you a look. You know how, like, they'll talk to you without looking at you, and then they'll look at you and fix you with a glare that goes straight to the, yeah, the depths. Death the death stare. The death stare. Oh, my mama gave me that plenty of times. To the with, depths. With the to go with it. The depths of the soul. So, I'm, I'm, he's like, he's, he's, uh, not mowing the lawn. What is it? What are you, ironing. He's ironing, and he's looking down, and he's like, how are you, what are those skulls on your, uh, <laughs> on your bedside table? Like, man, what did you want, homie? I say, what? To buy me some time? And what I say, what he hears, what? He looks up and fix me with the stare, and I'm like, well, oh, he uh. He said, say what again? <laughs> say what again? I was like, I double dog dare you. I, what am I supposed to tell him? That, that I, that I got him on Dia de los Muertos and, uh, and tried to summon David Bowie and Prince? And five days later, the cat was dead? Oh, man. Is that what I'm supposed to say? You didn't, you didn't say that shit, did you? <laughs> you <laughs> Fuck, say, you no, I didn't say that. Crazy. You ain't crazy. You I just that, made man. up some bullshit about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it looks symmetric. It's, it's nice. Crazy. It was, I don't even remember. I got it on Dia de los Muertos at UCR, some Mexican thing. I love Day of the Dead, man. Day of the Dead is like one of my favorite holidays because it pays homage to the ancestors. Um... Well, That's one of the things I adore about Mexican culture. Well, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I did it wrong or what, but I tried to summon David Bowie and Prince, and five days later, my cat was dead. Mm. This is facts. So, mm. needless to say, I'll be... Your, but see, that's what I'm saying. You always got to know what you're doing. As, as a scientist, as a magician, you can't go into things blindly and, like, <laughs> like, like you can't, like... like well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. My you cat... You know what you're doing, man. My cat, my cat was a special cat. Everybody cat special, man. No, 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 no. Shit, man. No, listen. This cat definitely, by cat standards, even by cat standards, was a strange cat. He seemed to me. What, you smoke blunts with you or something? What? What was so special about him? No, he just seemed wise, and he seemed much older than he was. He's get that game, huh? He get that real game. For I think he was zapping me. Definitely, he was zapping me with some knowledge. Also, at the time, your shirt's too tight, man. Well, you need to loosen up your shirt. Your your shirt's too high, man. That's that's what cat was telling me. 
I'm, I gotta go to the beach afterwards. After ah, this. nigga, don't try to play out of the beach, nigga. It's, it's raining. Really like about the rain anyway. What you gonna, you gonna go Dude, to the beach? Dude, it rained last rain? night. I don't know what happened. It rained it, last it night. It thundered and rained last night. It was, it was a low-key little thunderstorm, low-key. I woke up and I was so excited. I didn't even, I feel like I was possessed. I felt like I was Damn, had to Snapchat people. what? Reagan? I was just like, oh my God, it's raining. It was, I don't know. But anyways, this cat was very special to me. And he came at a special time when I was at my lowest low that ever. It was after, yeah. it was around 2011. I had come back from Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And I was humili- humiliated and embarrassed and I'd had to go to RCC. And I was kind of like crippled emotionally and intellectually, psych- psychologically. was yeah. not feeling good about myself. Which is human. You know, yeah. Yeah. And then I got this cat. And then for the next five years, I, I mean, I probably, maybe I, I would have gotten back to myself without that cat. But that cat, through those five years, there were some valleys and peaks that really he helped me through, without a doubt, spiritually. If not mm. directly, just having him around. Mm. And after those five years, cut to 2017. Mm-hmm. We got him in 2012, cut to 2017, 2016, when I'm finally feeling good about myself. Right. Or much, and, and a good that is stable. Because there was times where I was feeling good about myself, but it was, it was not. False. It was false. Yeah. It was real fragile. Okay. And, uh, and, and finally, I'm in a stable, secure type of confidence where I'm feeling good about myself. And my cat said, you know, my work here is done. I'm outie. I'm get-. And remember, I told you, I remember, do you remember I, was, I told you this and a few other people? I told Mina K. Poor this and Jasmine uh, Lopez. I was, t- I was like, yo, my cat around me towards around like Dia de los Muertos and the end when I was really getting into the mystical Kabbalah and yeah. all this energy. I'd walk into the room and my cat would rear up. It would rear up, look at me, and then see. I was like, oh, it's just Howie, and then kind of calm down. Why, why, you think, why you think your cat did that? Energy. The energy I had around me. Oh. And that's what was saying in that book that you gave me by Albert uh-huh. about how psychotics, how animals, uh-huh. how very young children uh-huh. can pick up on your energy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's just some real shit. Cats, cats are very divine. Cats are very divine. And they're very sophisticated. I personally don't prefer cats. I like dogs. But I will put some respect on cats' names. Oh, I love I You got to put cats. some respect on cat names because, you know what I'm saying, like... They really be out here, really be sensing some shit, yo. It would re- some real and, and keeping shit away at the same time. They keep negative. Oh yeah, exactly. They Without keep it doubt. away. They're guardians. You saying? For, whenever I go out and I'm about to do something, or if I'm traveling, I always like rub my cat's head. Like I go, we, we got a new one called Dagam, which in in Ethiopian means, and Amharic means replacement or second one. I always like rub his head. I'm like, all right, give me some luck, you know, give me a safe travels. Yeah. But he was, he would rear. Shaga, my old cat, would like kind of arch his back. You know how cats get in that right, right, stance? Right, like, yeah, yeah. Like, hold on, you better jump on me. Hold like, on, nigga, I get the pistol, nigga. Hold on, nigga. Just like it's that? Me, nigga, it's me, Howie. And then he'd be like, oh, it's just Howie. And I remember leading up to it, I was like, damn. So then, so this was October 31st with Dialeros Muertos, where I summoned, I tried to summon David Bowie and Prince. I don't even remember how. Man. I got, I got the greatest hits of, of, Prince that day because Prince had recently had died in April of that of 2016. April 22nd, yeah. So I did that. November 4th rolls along. Cat, I went. So November 4th was a Saturday. I remember specifically. I remember because I was the car. I was with Carla and uh, and uh, and I talked. I talked, dude. I, I remember leaving because I was in Moval and I remember leaving car like leaving w- when I was hanging out with Carla, and I had this feeling at the pit of my stomach like something bad and i thought it was the way that me and carla whatever was going on between us i thought like 
uh, like it was just something I was like, fuck, yeah. you know, like I thought it was that. And it, and it was this real, you know how you have this feeling, like this bad, f- like bad feeling that you can't shake? Oh, yeah, that energy, that, and that you're, you're possessed by that negative low, ener- low energy. And I was searching for it because I couldn't yeah. find the source and it didn't match because I was like, what we were, what, me and Carla, our interaction was fine, like we were just hanging out yeah. and maybe I felt bad or I don't know what it was. Mm. I go home, the cat's not inside, which is normal because for five years he had been roaming around in the, in the backwoods, in the jungle, mm. you know? For real? Yeah, and your I. Cat? Yeah. So your cat and, was Loki Simba, Loki. Your cat was like Simba. Oh, f- without he was Mufasa up uh, in uh, there. Damn, put some respect on your cat name, man. Oh, he was going out. But that's crazy how you made the transition like five days after you did like that. Well, check this out. So, yeah. so, so this is November fourth, and he didn't come inside. But I wasn't worried. It was like nine o'clock, and I had work the next day, and I was tired. So I was like, I'm just gonna call it a night, go to sleep early at like ten o'clock. That was November fourth. I wake up. November 5th to go to work. Mm. I come downstairs and my mom is like, is crying. Her es- her mm. eyes are all puffed and red. Yeah. And she just says, Shaga's, she just like yells at me, Shaga's dead. And I go, mm. what? And I couldn't, I couldn't like, I couldn't, at first it was just shock. I couldn't believe it. How old was your cat? Five, he was, I mean. Was he old for a cat? No, not at all. He oh, was, he was in his prime. Damn. He was like See, black males can't survive even in the cat world that long. Uh huh. He was Damn. he was eight months when we got him, so with the five years, probably like almost six. And and I go out to the spot, and the cat hair is everywhere. It was devastating. It was a mess. I went to I went to work with tears in my eyes. I was refereeing. I was yeah. running up and down the field. That was your dog. I mean, not not uh, your dog. That was your cat. Dog. That was my dog. That was your dog cat. Yeah. But then the more I thought about it, so I got you know. My mom was trying to tell me, I came home that night with tears still in my eyes, and my, my mom tried to tell me, yo, you got to let him go, because for his spirit, he needs to rest in peace, you got to let him go. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, it just happened today. But Can still, you give me some time? I feel it, man. You know? Everybody mourns differently, but yeah. you do have to let that energy go. Mom, You know how you moms are nosy. She's yeah. all up in my room. I was just like, can I just cry for this a little bit, and then I'll give me a few days, at least. And then I eventually was able to... I remember that I, I remember I went to I was at UCR. It yeah. was like three. It was like a Wednesday, and I got I got a like I got a because I was I was hungry, so I just got two little burgers, like two sliders. And yeah, I remember you, know, you want no two little burgers. You know you got two motherfucking superstars. <laughs> shit, don't try to like act like you don't eat a lot, nigga. I was eating the burger and crying, and there was like this throat. I couldn't even. I, I had like two. It was the saddest thing ever. But it was. It must have been. Yeah, it was hilarious. Like back. I mean, like looking back on it. Because I was eating it, like, you know how, like, a little kid, when they're crying, they're, like, eating? I was just like that. Yeah, like, you just got your ass whooped, and you gotta eat, but you gotta eat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like that. I had some, you know how you you have the, (laughs) yeah, I was like, I gotta go to work. (laughs) Yeah. But but the more I thought about it, I, the more I realized the cat was there for a very specific reason, which Mm. was to help me through this time. Wow. And it was done. Let me find out you divine, Howie. Howie. Well, it was, it, it was done. It was very, it was like, oh, I'm now in a better place. And you know he he he's no longer needed. He's got to. They're gonna bump him back out of the matrix, mm. let him chill for a little bit, cause that must have been some work coming in and reincarnating as a cat. Cause you know you can reincarnate voluntarily. After you spend some time in Nirvana, after you escape the cycle of reincarnation, you always have the option of going back into the cycle, mm. specifically for helping someone out. Right. Gurus and guardians right. sometimes Absolutely. like they'll opt to stay in. Right. You know. The Matrix, so like, he, they probably, they're gonna, you know, so I was like, you know, it's his time to hang out on the sidelines for a little bit. Right. 
but and it hurt on the human in. level. On the human level, it hurt because oh, you had an attachment to that cat. Oh, definitely. And you know, but the cat served its purpose and left the planet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, and that, that's what we are pretty much in essence. Like, especially people that have a, like a lot of light. They're not really here for that. That like Michael Jackson was only here for fifty years, man. You know what I'm saying? Like people, not long time. People statistically, like people with a lot of light, don't 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 hang around. I mean, what are they gonna hang around for? And to help somebody, right? They're not gonna be all 105 years old. That's just how I see it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. Like I said, it's a party either way. It is. It is a party either NASA way. NASA just found seven or seven Earth-sized planets. I think that I think that's where all the homies is at right now. I think I think that's where the homies. Well, are. that's the thing. Your dead homies are also your guardians. That's the thing. Ooh, I think he's like absolutely. Now he's in a position yeah. of power, like where he was my guardian on, on Earth. Now he's like my guardian angel. Yeah. Like in another. Needless to say, I will not be participating in Dia de los Muertos this year. Why not? Well, why am I? I'm gonna sit. Pff, you know what happened last time? I'm not oh, gonna try that oh, shit like, again. So, so every time you have, no, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit on the sidelines. You're probably going internet looking pictures from the, you know highlights. You know, day or <laughs> I'm gonna sit. Like that, I'm gonna sit this one out. Until I really, you know, you know what's so crazy just, though. Like to, to to kind of piggyback off that like that weird shit, I had a homie uh Ty when I lived uh up up north in the Bay Area, he used to uh, he was a promoter, club promoter, and he was pretty much I would DJ for him and all that, and um one day you know what I'm saying he decided to just up and buy a hearse, so he bought a hearse. So he, what? Yeah, he bought a hearse. Okay. So I was like, okay, so we had this big ass hearse sitting in front in, in his front lawn, you know what I'm saying? He, he bought the hearse. I came over there like three days after he bought the hearse. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the fuck? You got this big ass? He's like, man, it was only like a rack. I bought it. I'm going to flip it. You know what I'm saying? On some Ghostbusters type shit. I don't know. Do you know seven days after he bought that hearse, I saw that man on Texas and Travis right there in Fairfield, California, right there at the intersection. I was about to make a left. He was about to go straight to his crib. We saw We was like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, yeah, I'm about to go to Lake Berryessa. I'm about to go to Lake Berry, I to go swimming and shit. And I was like, okay, for sure, yeah, I'm about to do what the woman want. And then I'm saying, I said, peace. I went left, he went straight. Oh, I had to go to class. I had to go like to some like class or some shit, like anger management class or some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Some old hood shit. But I had um when I was in class, I got a text message. Ty drowned in Lake Berry, This man drowned trying to swim. 50 yards to like a little island with these two other girls. You know, they smoking, drinking out there, swimming mm-hmm. and shit, eating KFC. I guess he didn't know how to swim that well. And but see, Lake Berryessa has been known to have real bad undertows. Like where they, it will take you under. And if you don't know how to swim, if you don't want to get about it, get out of that, it will take you. And sure enough, man, like he, he, I got the text message like, I had just seen that cat earlier that day. And then I get a text message, he drowned. And then, it, like, I go over to the house, and then, like, I see the, the picture they t- took the morgue. But it was just, like, it was just so crazy to me, like, how his, his, he bought the hearse. Then seven days later, he drowned. Like, you got to be careful what you bring into your place, what you bring into your habitat. Because energy is real. And there's an energy that sits over everything. Please believe that. There's an energy that sits over um being a rapper is energy that sits over being a bad driver. If I say I'm a bad driver, oh, I'm going I'm I'm to get into a fucking car accident. Sure enough. You know what I mean? It's just that simple. It's that simple. And I'm a good driver. I just got to a car accident. Somebody hit me the other day. A dude from Washington. He was driving Enterprise, a uh, rental car. Some, day, some dude named Ian. Look like some Jewish uh, Italian dude. <laughs> Ian what? Ian, Ian, I, or, or Ian something. It wasn't Ian De Silva, was it? Nah, I wouldn't <laughs> notice that. It was, I know his motherfucker's name was Ian, and he had salt and pepper hair. 
He oh, look, okay. You know what I'm saying? He had, he, he like he looked like a child uh, child molester because he had no facial hair. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But anyway, um, no, the universe but, the universe works mentally. It does. But what I was gonna say about that, the dude hit me right. Mm-hmm. So we gonna get cashed out for that. Yeah. Total loss. Cash us out. Did a whole probably even get a truck or something. When he hit me, if he would have been driving a truck. Because what happened was, I was trying to just merge to the other lane. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker's trying to speed up and catch the light to get in the freeway. He's, he's from Washington State. He don't know the area. Okay. So he's just trying to beat the light. So he pulls out. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I got my sting on. I'm the necessary lane. This motherfucker tried to rush over and bam. Mm-hmm. Hit me on the side, yo. You know what I'm saying? But when he hit me, he was going hella fast, dude. Like... If that had been a truck, I'd have been in the hospital for at least two weeks, fam. Dude, that's the thing. Okay, anything. That was the other thing. Airbags okay. deployed everything, dude. Dude, that. Okay, that was one thing. And when my. All right, so around November 5th, when my cat died, I remember thinking and definitely verbalizing, if not to one of my friends, I definitely wrote it down, thinking, how could life be this good? Yeah. Right? Like, everything was working for me in a way that it hadn't in such a long time. One, because I stopped procrastinating. And I stopped, I really started getting my shit together. But when you start doing that, you're, and I think also, I think this is what happens with people, is they self-sabotage, right? Mm. And I think for the mm. longest time, I think the people who self-sabotage the most are probably the people who have the most skills or who are talented or gifted in some way because it's then, like, scary to really live up to your full potential right i think i fall into that category sometimes to be honest to be whole i'm gonna keep it a thousand with you yeah sometimes i'm my wor- i am my wor- own worst enemy and i can sit here and say that you're you know always you're always your because own worst like, enemy you dictate what's going on in your journey yeah. nobody really else does like even with thoughts yeah like the thought process what you say that shit dictates shit dude you know what i'm saying literally you are the only one who is in control of your destiny. Yeah, that's and that's true. it. And you alone. Yeah. And when you understand that, it's kind of, it's, well, this is what the, this existential crisis is, is realizing that you can make life go in any direction you want. And that freedom is terrifying. Mm. Because suddenly you're responsible for everything that happens in your life. It's mm. not the, you know, your fucking boss or your parents or your friends holding you back. It's you. I ain't scared of no freedom. Don't give us free. I ain't scared of no freedom. That's the thing, though. At the I time, think, I, don't think I, am. I was like, how is life this good? And suddenly I became very aware of the fragility of life. Mm. How suddenly I started thinking like, well, two things happened. I was feeling very grateful because yeah. I felt very lucky and also... I was getting a little kind of like anxious because I could feel like something bad was gonna happen. Mm. I could feel like. Could you? Could you? Could you? Is there, is there a way you could like push that away, or it was just like inevitable? It was just gonna happen. It, it felt inevitable. It okay. felt like some. Okay. And this is before my cat died. Okay. And I felt like, I felt like there's gotta be some sort of balance to this. There's gotta be the swing. It's the law. The pendulum. The law of harmony. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Like right, there's right. gotta be. Life is not. How, life it's is not sweet all. The time. It's not sweet all the time. Yeah. And I think in addition, so my cat, it was his time to go. But also what I think my cat did was he took the bullet for me and my family. Because mm. I think something was coming my way. You felt it. And I, and I feel like wow, my cat was so like, good. oh, if, 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 if now's mm. the time to go. If, if there was ever a good time, now's the time to go. And I think. I believe that 100%, man. Bro. I, I, I believe, if, just by you saying it, if that's what your spirit really said, like you, that sounds believable to me. And I mean, you know what I mean? Because that's what it really is about. Like, it's about. 
the unseen world is real, dog. Oh man, there I... is an unseen world that is going on right now. Now he definitely took a hit. He definitely you know took saying? the hit, and and really for the next 40, 50 years, he we're in the clear, you know, because of my cat. Shout out to Shugga. Rest in peace. His name was Shugga. Sugar. Shugga. Shugga. It's Ethiopian Shugga. for like. Good looking or kind of like... Was he good looking or was he an ugly motherfucking guy? Oh, no. He was majestic as hell. He was majestic? Oh, he, he was... sound majestic. He sound like a straight god to me. Oh, he was majestic. <laughs> like that a god was... cat. He was watching. He was watching over. Yeah. But yeah, the universe works mentally. There's It's vibrations, Man. energy. That's what I was going to say. The only, thing, the only thing that makes this life thing real is your two eyes and your brain. That's it. That's the only thing that convinces you as a person, as a human being, that, that this earth, this life is, is, is real instead of an illusion. Because in reality, it really is an illusionary planet, um, and and we're seeing that a lot more with the, with the the holographic things that they're doing in terms of not even the music, non physical music, the Tupac holograms. You're gonna see that a lot more, because soon there'll be nothing. But you know, the key is visualization, because I feel like if you set up your heaven right now, visually, right now, you'll be you'll be good. But you can't be distracted, and you can't be thrown off your your journey, your course. Because that'll fuck you up. I, I feel like in the next life. Dude, that, you know what I'm saying? That's the importance of prayer, meditate. Yeah. From east to west, every religion, when you boil it down, is telling you a couple things. One of them, that this world is not real. Right. There's an eternal world that exists beyond this one. Where time is an illusion. Time, time is not even time real. Time is an illusion. Yeah. That's another one. Right. And the other one is to meditate. In some way, and you know, use whatever word you want. It's just semantics, but they're all basically the same thing. Pray or meditate or think upon these ideas constantly Mm -hmm. so that you can visualize these Mm -hmm. things, so that you can tailor your spirit to sort of accommodate this 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 new world that you'll eventually be entering, the transition that you'll make. Yeah. You know? Like live this life as if you know, with these tenets and meditate on them. Yeah, you got to quiet your mind. You got to quiet your mind and, and have some kind of focus point uh, where you sit and just quiet everything. You know what I'm saying? Because And just persistently uh, visualize what it is you really want on this planet to attain. You know what I mean? Like, And, and, and I'm saying this because I'm doing it myself. I'm a work in progress myself. Please don't think that I'm saying all this and I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not above anybody or anything. I'm doing this shit just like y'all is. You know what I'm saying? That's what I like about this podcast is that we're all, like, you and me are learning. And I don't want yeah. anybody to think that we're professionals at all. But we're, de- like, we're trying. Like, I like how this podcast in, you know, two, three years is really going to show the growth that's been made. Yeah. If anything we ever said came to fruition, you know, some of the predictions that we made or, or whatever it is. This oh, they, is a- they all going to come to fruition. Because, well, you know they, what I'm saying, we don't be... We don't be off on our Nostradamus. We don't. Our Nostradamus is our own player. This is definitely. This is definitely a time capsule, and I think it'll capture. It what it is really, if you summarize it, you get a synopsis of this is two dudes, walking through life. Because as you vocalize, when you talk and you vocalize your theories or opinions, what you're doing is really you're just testing them out. You're practicing. You're like, how does this? Try the. Hey, try the second one, not the. See if that one, because it's supposed to be, no, 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 don't, don't, don't play it, don't play it. Don't no, play it's, it. it's not, it's, it's not. No, um, try the second one where it said, because that was 333, the next one might be three, because the, oh. the full one is 338 or gotcha, 337. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, go, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel you though, man. But whenever you're vocalizing your ideas, you're, you're testing them out. You know, right. like you're auditioning them. When you say them out loud, you, you mean? You say them out loud, that's right. why I talk so much shit, is like, does that stick? Does this stick? Right. 
I everything because and I write it down and it starts to make it starts to evolve and to grow and to take shape. Yeah. Like I talk to myself so much. It's it's ridiculous how much I, I do talk too. To I mean, I, I you know, and it's people people call me crazy. I don't give a fuck what people, what people think about me. First of all, that's the number one rule of crew. I could give a fuck what anybody thinks about me because I know I ain't doing nothing wrong. I ain't out here robbing nobody and I ain't doing what I ain't supposed to be doing. But as far as the talking out loud, um, it's almost like you say it out loud to 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 to, to speak it into fruition. But you also just you're, you're, I don't I want to say talking to yourself. But I don't want to sound crazy, but you are talking to yourself in a way. You're having a conversation with yourself about logic, the logical ideas that you have, and how I mean, or, or how logical the ideas that you're having that you're having. You know without, what I'm saying? Without a doubt. So that that's that's a human thing. Everybody does that. Whether they do it in their car, whether they do it in the shower, whether they do it in front of the TV, everybody has a couple words on themselves. At least if, if you're a human, you do. I think it's I think it's helpful because it, it really helps you. I have more than a couple. Yeah. But yeah, you have to meditate on these ideas. Mantras. That's the whole point of mantras. Mantras are yeah. just saying are just saying the same thing over and over again. Right. So for two main reasons, and there's probably more, but as far as I understand, one reason is to burrow yourself deeper and deeper into a point of focus, right? Like, it's self-hypnosis. Yeah. You burrow yourself. You're like, when you're saying the same thing over again, it's like you, you're, you're, you're creating this rhythm that you then harmonize with, and, and you're allowed to become centered, and everything becomes quieted. And mm. there's, that, there's that aspect. And two, the it's mantras? the mantras, right, right. right? And then the second one is to feel these things. That's why affirmations... They gotten real corny because white girls have taken them over. White girls take over everything. White girls took over affirmations too, dude. All I they get that memo. Damn, white girls. They're posting them all over Instagram. You're beautiful. Because they know they ain't popping out here no more. You're the, you know beautiful. Latinas took their spot. Black women took their spot. Asian women took their spot. So Persians. They, you know they they kind of white. Don't nobody take want a spot. white girl. No, let me stop. Let me stop. Shout out to all my white well, my white women out there that's listening. We love you too, girl. We love you too. You know just because y'all do the same move in the club, it's okay. Y'all can do it. I call it the white girl sway. I'm gonna do white girl sway. I'm gonna do hey, a, white girl sway. I'm gonna do hey. a, a midway super fact. A couple episodes ago, you said white girls who fuck with black guys are the ones who have that asymmetrical yeah. cut. To clarify, what you're talking about is that straight, uh, short haircut where in the back that it's short. Asymmetric. Yes, sir. And then and then as it goes forward, it it gets, it gets a little longer, right? That is definitely asymmetric. All right. Well, I could definitely clarify. You did. And confirm. Uh, did you clarify? Listen, listen. Cruise facts. Ho- <laughs> You, you just know. ask, hey, just ask, ask the homies about. at UCR. You know there is a very specific Scorpio, that's all I'm going to say, who <laughs> definitely had the, because I don't understand yeah. what you said, and yeah. she most definitely did drive a Nissan. Yeah. Marco and me had to go find it one day when she was drunk as hell, and, yeah. and she didn't even give us the right keys, and it wasn't working walking around. I just stayed in the car because I was black. I can't be seen walking around trying to open up. Yeah. Cars with fit with the wrong keys with someone else's keys, but Marco's white, so he was good to go. He was good to go, yeah. yeah. I also that night I told her that uh, Ruben, she had like at the getaway. Uh huh. She had been. She goes there a lot. She's kind of like a regular. Yeah. And uh, and that uh, there's this one dude, Ruben, who I, she's like friends with or whatever. But she, he's a fat dude, and I was like, oh, I was like, let's not fat shame, okay? No, no, no. We're not gonna fat shame. But we are fat shame. Get your fat ass in the gym. Go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> but uh, Ruben, I was like, yo, did you, you know what you did to Ruben last night? She's like, no, oh my God, what? And she's like, I was like, you you walked up to him for you like Ruben, what's up? Blah blah blah. That's how I was it's like, for real. Yeah, that's exactly. With a list like that? Yeah. Oh damn. Kind okay. of a kind of a stoner, so like I think well, that that has something right to do. Well, that's 
I mean, that's white, you know. That's okay. how it goes. All right, whatever. And she goes, and I was like, this is what you did. You walked up to him, grabbed his belly, and said, Robin, give me a Robin sandwich. <laughs> man, that's some new nigga shit, man. All right, man. Somebody, dude, you fucking around get shot doing some shit. Uh, like well, that was the thing. She never did it. I was just fucking oh, with her. Oh, okay. She was drunk as hell. She didn't remember. I didn't think. I was like, there's no way she's going to believe me. I was like, I was like, oh, I almost said her name. I was like, you know what you did? You know what you did? You <laughs> you, 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 went up to Ruben, and you did this thing where you grabbed his belly and squished it again and said, give me a Ruben sandwich. And she's like, oh, my. she she believed me. She's like, oh, my God. And I got to the point where she apologized. She apologized. She went out. I was like, yo, did you apologize? I really didn't think I, this was it. She, she's like, yeah, I apologize. He says, okay. Yeah. And that's why black lives don't matter right there. Yeah. Oh, um, anyway. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Hey, uh, man, it was something I was about to say about when you said we're talking about the mantras. Yeah. That's why it's important to say a mantra over your food. Before you eat something... That's what that's what I'm saying. There's remnants of the truth in in religion, but the, to actually to to bind yourself with it is not to me. That's not the way I'm gonna go. You know? But um, you take the gems. Yeah, Definitely yeah. So, so gems. praying over food or saying a mantra over food is real because people can really be angry and put the anger anger in the food. Like there's energy in the food. You feel me? So you always want to say a mantra over your food, whether it's a prayer, whatever. It's, if if it's not made in your home and you didn't make it. You don't know what that person was going through. You don't know what intention that person had when they made that. And that energy is real that they transferred to the food. Uh, I used to work for a catering company. Uh, this, uh, God bless her, man. Uh, Matt, Aunt Maddie, man, from Alabama, old black woman. Her and her husband, they ran this uh, black-owned uh, catering company. Uh, they moved to Alabama recently. But um, she, her company's called Seasons with, Seasons, with, Seasons with Love. I can't even talk right. Seasons with Love is, is, their, is their company because you have to really, when you, when you make food like that, it, 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 it's a it's a process like it's really like you putting your energy into it so my point is say a mantra over your food that's my point of the whole thing baby pay attention to energy what are you saying up for you looking huh you trying to wrap this up or what no i'm chilling i'm just, oh, you're I'm chilling, just, chilling. just looking outside looking you know make sure you know saying the feds ain't parking next to the newsstand and shit you know how's that going on with the mail is people still stealing mail because no, they know they get fucking they'll fucking get beat up and <laughs> shot and stabbed and really if they steal anybody's mail around this motherfucker real Hey, you come in this neighborhood stealing anybody's mail, we're going to do you like Freddy Krueger, G. We're going to take you downstairs to the basement. We're going to try to burn you alive. And then if you try to come back alive, we're going to kill you again. So steal mail if you want. Steal mail around you if you want to. What right? happened to Freddy Krueger? Like I said, you know. Because he was a pedophile. Freddy, Freddy Krueger was a pedophile, a pedophile. What? Freddy Krueger was a pedophile. For real? I thought he just wanted people. He was a child molester. No, right. are you Freddy Krueger was a child molester. In the know. movie, or yeah, is yeah. this your that's theory? The, that's the story. That's the West Craven oh, okay. story. Oh, okay, okay. So basically, Freddy Krueger lived on Elm Street. He was like a teenager or whatever, a guy or a man, older man or whatever. And he was just molesting kids, just abusing kids. And one day, the neighborhood got together, and they killed him. They burned his ass alive. And I guess... Na- he, wait, wait, wait. The neighborhood kids got together? No, the parents. Oh, uh, like, the parents. Like the parents the t- I, don't, I, I forget the story. I was so young, man. But like the... the, the um. Yeah, like the parents, kids, whatever they came, they 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 burned them. Okay. But then he comes back in your dreams. You know what I'm saying? Hi. He's definitely reincarcerated. He's, he's reincarcerated. He comes back. But in, in limbo. There's a science to that. There's, in, a, high, there's in, a high science to that. In limbo between, he you wasn't. Saying? He didn't come reincarcerated. Hold on, we gotta let this shit pass. City light. That's that's that. That's that city light. You hear the sirens in the background? Gunshots and shit. Beer bottles hitting the flow. You know, that's how I know Riverside is becoming a bigger city is the frequency of of ambulance For real? and fire. Yeah, because you've become a bigger city from gentrification by them uh, kicking out, you know, the people, the, the poor people and putting all the rich people downtown. Well, you go to any big city, you go to New York and L.A., you're hearing sirens every other, it's like every five minutes. Yeah. 
That there's a couple things in a big city. Sirens mm. that I notice sirens and cigarette smell. Mm. In all the like business districts, financial or in like the like downtown districts, that's how I know Riverside is popping off. Is yeah, all is. these sirens? Riverside is gonna be a whole different city about three years from now. And the Olympics is coming out here too. What are you serious? Olympics? They just got the Olympic bid for LA. You don't think the Olympics is gonna be? We're not gonna test some of that bread. <laughs> Come on, man. Cruz dropping those. Uh, twenty twenty eight, baby. Twenty twenty eight. You you calling it right now? Twenty twenty eight. LA twenty eight. Here's the thing about Riverside is that it is definitely Riverside is becoming the next LA. LA is gonna get more and more That's saturated. It is media, and, and it's gonna LA. and like people are gonna spread outwards Films into the surrounding area. Here. Yeah, and this is gonna be so much cheaper compared to LA. Not only that, but the transportation. There's definitely gonna be a bullet train that goes runs all the way from here up to LA, up into Sacramento to San Francisco. And I will not be on that motherfucker. Well, fuck that. Mm-mm, that's what they gonna try. To they're probably gonna outlaw. They're probably. They're probably gonna outlaw driving with self car, like self driving cars. They could easily make it like, why the fuck are we gonna have people well, driving cars? Ass let the fucking, like you said, what did you say about the Tesla? That they're still like testing it out. Well, like, but but what what I'm saying is, yet? when it becomes perfect, yeah, they're not. You're not gonna be able to justify a human being driving a car who's gonna cause, pro, uh, cause an accident when a self driving car is is gets a hundred percent success rate so in terms of preventing. Scarier though, because a machine could just take. I'm sorry, I've seen too many Man vs. Machine movies coming up, man. I'm man. <laughs> That's why the Matrix... Dishwasher coming alive and shit, garbage disposal chopping off niggas' hands. This is I how... Came, I came up in the era of real horror film, you dig? This is how the Matrix That's ends. Real Necronomicon, you dig? The Matrix always ends with the robots killing the people, and we're on the yeah. brink of it. I'm telling you. Yeah. So, we got... I don't know what... Anyways, Freddy Krueger reincarcerated. Fre- yeah, Freddy Krueger, he comes to you, he comes to your dreams. This is another science. I was, t- I was talking last week about the, uh, the, whole, the whole science with dreams. And how you get to a different reality through the dreams. The dreams, uh, like Nas say, uh, what do he say? Sleep is the cousin of death. Yep. Very, very, very true. You, the closest you get to death is dreaming. That's the closest you will ever get to dying or seeing what it's like to be dead. Um. So, you know, with that being said, the Freddy Krueger thing, you know, he comes in your dreams and he kills you. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, that's the science to that. But, uh, what's this? Is it Aleister Crowley or H.P. Lovecraft? I think it was... H.P. Lovecraft, I think, was a horror guy. Account, right? Yeah. Did the ne- yeah. So yeah. Necronomicon, all them horror movies, Stephen King, Wes Craven, all the motherfucking horror movies come from the Necronomicon, from the works of H.P. Lovecraft. That when he died, he let all his works become copyrighted free or ro- royalty free, so you could use any of his works, his horse works from you know back in the day, and make your movies off. And then Stephen King even said, "Shit, I'm a bitch to the motherfucker." You know what I'm saying? So always understand the science of something before you get spooked out of it. You know what helps is going back to the roots. I don't even pay attention to new shit. Yeah. In terms of the news or philo- like, I don't understand how people expect to really understand Trump um, without like like immediately as it's happening in real time. People in the news are like, you know, this and like they're providing analysis when you need like twenty years to really understand the effects of Trump. Mm. I'm still trying to, I don't even know what happened during Watergate, really. You don't know what happened in Watergate? I mean, I do, I watched a few documentaries. Came to the gate and I was like, damn, we gotta get some motherfucking water. <laughs> nah, it was a weatherman from Pennsylvania that broke into the offices and, and, and found the Watergate papers and found that uh, there was some scandals going on with, with Nixon and all them. Uh, what? No, that's not how it works. Watergate? Not. That is Watergate, is it? No, Watergate is when Nixon, people who are associated with Nixon, went to the DNC. See, you don't even know. When they went to the Democratic National Convention's office or Democratic... That's what I just said. Committee. The, the weathermen. No, the, the weathermen were on the... Were, were like these group of, of 
terrorists who were protesting against Vietnam. So they would have been against Nixon. Right. They broke into the motherfucking offices and got the papers and, and, and exposed Nixon. No, no, no. <laughs> See, that's not how. Watergate was, Watergate was when Nixon, Nixon Associates went to the Democratic National Committee's headquarters and busted in it was the looking for information. Thing. No, no, no. See, how do you know it wasn't Weatherman? I know for super facts. Oh, he said he put a super on it, G. Ah, oh, this nigga put a super on it. Oh, super damn. facts. Watergate. put a super on it, G. Watergate. And we're gonna, we could come back in the next episode. We'll talk about this. Watergate was when Nixon Associates busted into the Watergate building and they got caught trying to find information on the DNC. And then it got back to Nixon. They traced it back to Nixon, and then Nixon resigned. And Nixon was in on the Kennedy assassination, too, and so was LBJ. Well, probably. But my point is, what I'm saying is, I barely even know about Watergate. I barely know about... I I don't know, like, I hardly... Like, I'm still going back to the roots before I can... I can't get caught up. That's okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? It's this process, bro. But also, you need, like, you need time to really process this. So I don't even trust... This Trump era is not to be processed right now. Yeah, you can't process it. It's to be looked at as a joke and move the fuck on it and do what you gotta do. Stay focused on you. Exactly. Stay focused. Don't get distracted. This is... He's a distraction. And in 20 years... In 20 years, we'll be able to talk about if the Matrix is still going. Shout out to the programmer. Please... Hook us up with some software updates. Yeah, stop begging these motherfuckers. You know what? If y'all want to give it to us, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? If y'all yeah, don't, okay. cool too. You feel yeah, me? That's we ain't right. finna beg nobody for nothing now. That's here. true. It's a party either you way. Want, it's a party either way. You it's want to fuck with us, you fuck with us. If you don't, you don't. You dig? It's a party either way. And on that note, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta run. I gotta run to the beach. Where, where you finna go? I gotta. You ain't got no bitches? I gotta. I, it, we, we're, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But uh, hold on, hold on. So, uh, this is episode, this has been episode five. It's a party either way. And no, I'm not talking about, there's different bitches and women. I heard the Tupac, you know what I'm saying? They're, yeah. Bitches and women, two different things. I'm not calling all women bitches, okay? Because I know women's like, oh, I'm not a bitch. But sometimes you are. But uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you, uh, we'll see you next time. I just left the new United States Embassy. Let that shit. in Georgia. It's 109 rooms. Let it play out. I saw 30 bitches in 30 rooms and I was on the wrong side of the house. Shout out to Cat Williams, baby. Oh! Anytime these guys get together, you gotta call us the Illuminati. Whenever you see the G, it represents God in geometry. That's what the steps are for. I'm gonna take you deeper though. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you. Hey, Scott, I'm just fucking with you, baby. Yeah.